everybody. Welcome back. It is Sunday and thank you so much for joining me. This is uh, Shauna Anthony and welcome to Coffee Chats with Shauna. I'm so happy that you've come here live to my broadcast. I'm just going to take a quick sip here. Pull up your mug, your tea, your coffee, whatever it is that nourishes you through this time together. I'm just drinking plain old water because I've got a little bit of a, a tickle in my throat and I just want to not be tickling and coughing. Thank you so much. So this broadcast, which is soon going to be a podcast, so exciting. This was developed because I had it in my heart to empower and encourage women to give them solutions for the things that we women struggle with and deal with in our lives. I wanted to look at um, look at offering some resources and solutions to obstacles that we face so that we can get unstuck and we can begin to thrive instead of just surviving. So I also want to offer you a free gift. We have been talking about this over the last couple of weeks, and it is the Christmas season. So please go to my website, shaunaanthony.com, and we have this beautiful journal gift called She's Anchored in Hope. It is a 30-day journal, and it has pages for your daily reflections, goals, and thoughts. And there's a, quite a few of you that have been putting some likes. So I'm glad that you like the idea, but I hope you'll also go to my website and go get that journal for yourself. Download it, print it off. You'll enjoy it. So thank you so much for those of you that responded by liking, and I sure hope that you're going out and getting it. Also, I want to just let you know that if you go to my website, seananthony.com, you can see the replays from previous episodes. If you go on to forward slash coffee chats, or you can also go into the episodes drop down list and you can go on to each episode and replay those broadcasts and also see the resources that we have for you in each of those episodes. So take a look would love for you to be able to just go to my website. So today, I just did a little bit of a pivot turn. I said last week we were going to be focusing on grief. But to be honest, today, as I have been celebrating Advent, today is the day of joy. So we're going to now look at finding hope through choosing joy. So what is it? What is joy? And as I did research, I've come up with some resources that I'm going to be sharing with you about joy. Joy, according to the dictionary, is defined as feeling great delight with present or expected good. But if you're like me and you're dealing with loss, and grief, because for those of you who maybe have just jumped into this broadcast for the first time, I have recently lost my father at the end of October to cancer. And I have to tell you, first of all, that I've had a really tough week last week. And a lot of my own personal grief and pain came surfacing a lot much, a lot more than what I was comfortable with. Um, 
My emotions were right up here. I was very teary. I was just having a really difficult time with coping. And so the thought of doing an episode tonight on grief was just not going to work for me. It's just, it was too sensitive. And I thought, here we are in the advent of joy. And this is what I really need right now. I need joy in my life as I walk through my own personal grief. And I know that some of you are experiencing grief right now. You're experiencing loss. You're experiencing worry and some anxiety of things that you are experiencing right now. And joy is probably the furthest thing that you are experiencing, but also the one thing that you desperately want and you desperately need. So like me, I am seeking joy right now. I want to be around people who bring me joy, people that I feel safe with. I want to do things and I want to see things that bring me joy. So I said last week was a difficult week for me and it was. So I had just intentionally step out and do some things to bring some joy into my life. And this is what I did. Last weekend, I volunteered at a local Christmas concert. I had a friend over for dinner. I went to a Christmas lunch in Carol Sing at our uh, our local church yesterday. And I went to see an annual Christmas light event in our city. So I intentionally and consciously stepped out of my dark cloud. And even though, and let me tell you, it is so much easier for me to nest and stay at home I decided, no, I'm going to walk towards being with people that I care about and who I know care about me and do some fun activities. And it helped. It really, really helped. It didn't take all my grief away, but it did release me for those moments, those moments of joy. For those of us that are in the Christian faith, there is a verse in the Old Testament, in the Bible, that says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. But what does that mean? What does that mean when you might not be feeling joyful? And especially in this Christmas season, where there are songs and carols and lights and parties and concerts, what if you're struggling this year? And you don't feel this joy that you think you're supposed to be feeling right now during this season. So these are the questions that I had for myself. And when I have questions, one of the things that I do is I start to research. Because I find that researching helps to empower me. And so I'm also the kind of person that needs to find the answers of why. Why this What is joy? The Old Testament says the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on. What does that really mean when I'm walking in grief? So during my research this week, I found four sources on the topic of joy. And I also came across a very uh, interesting piece about positivity that really resonated with me. And so I'm going to share that with you tonight. So the first resource that I'm going to share with you comes from Josh McDowell Ministry, 
www.josh.org. And it's an article called, What is the Joy of the Lord? Can we have it? Perfect, right? Perfect. So here it goes. According to the author of this article, Sherry Bell, who researched this subject, she quotes a pastor, John K. Jenkins. And this pastor said, The joy of the Lord is a bubbling up of contentment we feel from being connected to God. And it is unrelated to enjoyable circumstances. It is, in fact, a supernatural joy that can give us a feeling of calmness and delight in the midst of our hell. Like, hello, that caught my attention. In the midst of our hell, emotional, devastation, all of those erupting feelings of loss, of pain. And it can give us a cheerfulness even when life is not cheerful. How? How can this be accomplished? According to the same pastor, real joy from God is a supernatural transaction. And we experience it with him. And it is a soul deep assurance that helps us face the hard stuff of our life. Like I've already talked to you about the death of a loved one, maybe a divorce, serious illness, you name it, any of these really tough things that we are facing in life, and it's just zapping everything we have out of us. As Christians, the Savior Jesus, who is also Emmanuel, God with us, he suffered for us. And because of his suffering, we believe that he helps us in our suffering. How? By giving us peace, by giving us joy. But here, here's the deal. Here's the rub, okay? To experience joy, we need to create intentional daily habits to plug in to God's joy. Choosing something, no matter how small maybe, to be grateful for every single day. Something to be thankful for every single day. It could be Thank you, God, that I live in a house. I have a roof over my head. Thank you that I can drink from a cup and I can drink clean water like I'm just going to do right now. And as you can see in this cup, I just want to talk about this cup very briefly. I am worthy. And I decided to myself, I'm going to drink from this cup tonight because I am worthy of joy going through the season of grief and loss in my, my life right now. And you are worthy of joy in your life right now, no matter what you're going through. I got this mug through an organization. It's actually a rehabilitation center for young people that are drug addicted. And at this center, they have a gift store. And many of the crafts that they sell at this gift store are made by the young people that are rehabilitating from their drug addictions. And so we know that drug addictions can happen from personal trauma, abuse, things that have gone in their lives and where they didn't feel worthy. And this is such a beautiful message, beautiful message to take inside yourself and say, I am worthy. And you know something? God says that you're worthy. God says that you're lovable. 
He says that you are worthy of joy. So I'm going to drink from this worthy cup of joy. So not only is it about choosing gratefulness and thankfulness, even for the small things of our life, because sometimes it can be so overwhelming that even finding something to be grateful or to be thankful for just seems monumentous. But just think of a little thing. I have a roof over my head. I've already said it. I can drink a cup of water. I've got food in my fridge. There's a lot of things to be grateful and thankful for. For the Christian, it's also praying as part of your daily intention. Worship during the quiet moments of your life as a daily intention. It is replacing black downward spiraling thoughts that happen with depression with good thoughts and good words. For the Christian, it is a Bible scripture. For others, it's solid personal affirmations, good words to lift you up daily. Which now brings me to my second source of research, Dr. Carolyn Leaf. Dr. Leaf is a communication pathologist and cognitive neuroscientist. And let me tell you, I just love her. I have been following her on Instagram and listen to her podcasts. And she is just an incredible resource of the neuroplasticity of the mind and the intention of retraining our thoughts because they create physical neural pathways in our brain. Yes, yes, they do. And she's challenged me a lot over the last couple of years. Again, I watch, I look for her on Instagram and she's always got something that just like an aha moment for me. So over this last week, I came across a post of hers and it's called Toxic Positivity versus realistic optimism that you can see right now on the screen. So there are three phases that are really common in our social media vernacular out there. But interestingly, Dr. Lee says they are toxic. And after looking and mulling over this, I have to say I personally agree with her. And so here they are. Let's go over them. The first one. Toxic positivity. I don't dwell on the negative. I always keep the vibe high. Okay, well, what's so toxic about that? Can you be positive 100% of the time? All right, so maybe you're one of these people that already is a very joyous and a very positive person. But the thing is that we all are going to face difficulties and challenges in our life. And we're going to have down days. So to actually say, I never dwell on the negative, that I always keep the vibe high. Really? Let's look, look at the alternative of realistic optimism. And here it is. There will be challenges ahead, but I trust that I have all the resources and tools I need to cope. That is quite a bit of a different spin to recognize, yeah, challenges are ahead but I have the resources and the tools. And maybe for those of you who don't feel you have the resources and tools, you need to go out and find them because they're available to you. 
Let's look at the second one. And this, this you see everywhere. Failure is not an option. Man, every sport out there, every, you hear it all the time. Failure is not an option. Well, what if you don't succeed? What if you don't hit that goal? What if you don't get the dream the way you wanted to have that dream? Downward spiral. Downward spiral. Oh, I'm a failure. I'm a failure. I didn't hit the mark. Let's look at the alternative. This might not be easy to achieve, but I can learn if things don't go perfectly. Instead of doing the absolute failure is not an option, failure is our opportunity to learn from our mistakes. And yeah, it's hard because I made a couple of mistakes last week when my mind was just all over the map, when my emotions were super intense and high, when my grief was just so overwhelming, overwhelming at times. And it really skewed my perception. And I thought, man, if failure was not an option, failure last week. But I can also learn. And I've had to learn from some other things where I made a mistake, where my perception was off. And it was hard. It was a very humbling experience. But I can learn and I can move forward so that I don't repeat those mistakes. Okay, and the third one. Everything will be fine as long as I think positive. Okay. Let's look at this. I'm going through something tough right now. And it's taking its toll. This is, this is me. But I know I can do the hard things. And I'm going to come out on the other side of this. This is true. I totally embrace this. I'm going through a tough time right now but I'm working hard. I'm being very intentional. It's not going to be this overwhelming grief. All of this stuff. There, there is going to be that light at the end of the tunnel. There is. There is. Because this is a season right now. And a new season is coming. So that is the hope. And that is the joy. Dr. Carolyn Leaf also says this. We often forget that we have to actually do something before we feel the positive effects of it. The action often comes before the feeling. If you constantly wait to feel a certain way, joy, or more confident, or less anxious, for example, you may remain stuck. Often, you have to do, even when you don't want to, in order to achieve the desired emotion. We're talking about joy. But this is, and this is a big but, and a reminder, you don't have to do whatever it takes at the expense of your health and your relationships. Rejecting this idea is not laziness. It's brave. It's hard. And it's rewarding. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Leaf, for these affirming words. I embrace them. I'd be very curious about what your thoughts are about this. So if, if you have comments, throw them into the comments. 
Love to see what your thoughts are on this. My third resource is from the Bible Project. And it is from an Advent series video on Chara or joy. Again, biblical joy is more than a happy feeling. It is an attitude that God's people adopt, not because, again, not because you're in happy circumstances or in a happy season of your life, but because of their hope and knowing that God loves them and that he will fulfill the promises in their life. Here's an example. In the Old Testament, we have the nation of Israel was suffering from slavery in Egypt, and God raised up a leader by the name of Moses to deliver them into freedom. And the first thing that Israel did was sing for joy, even though they knew that they were going to face the wilderness desert and the obstacles to come. And these are obstacles they would have to overcome. They expressed joy in the moment because they looked forward to their future destiny. And that is the key. Whatever it is that you're going through, you can express joy in the moment because we can, you can look forward to a future destiny, a season that lies in store for you. Another, when Jesus of Nazareth's birth was announced by the angels to the shepherds as they watched their flocks, I mean, it sounds like the Christmas carol, right? It was announced as good news that brings joy in the Gospel of Luke because Jesus was the promised Messiah and deliverer of the people. Early Christians who suffered persecution under the Caesars and Nero, being fed to the lions, being crucified and tortured, endured because of the joy of their faith and the joy of the Lord. Again, it is a supernatural gift of joy for God. All this does not mean that we ignore or suppress our sorrow. Sorrow is written many, many times in the Bible, in the Old Testament, in the Psalms, and by the apostles in the New Testament. And, but we can enter our sorrow, but we can have joy because we can get our joy from a profound belief and faith in knowing that our future destiny is with our Savior. And our suffering, our grief can have a purpose and help other people. And that's why I'm doing this broadcast. Because I know that there are those of you out there who are struggling and having a hard time right now. And it just, it's warming and comforting to know that there are other people that are going through the same thing that you are. So finally, my fourth resource, again, I'm so... I almost said I'm so in love with this man. That's not what I mean. I'm so I'm so in love with the work that uh, Dr. Henry Cloud does. I have many of his books. He co-authored the book Boundaries. He has a website called Boundaries.me. He puts out a lot of webinars on various topics, talking about toxicity, talking about dysfunction. So many things to give you hope to help you to overcome 
through all of these struggles in your life. And I came across some advice as to what we can do when we're facing sorrow and grief. And here are some of his suggestions. So first of all, Dr. Henry Cloud says, it's not selfish to put yourself first. And this is something that we as women all need to remember, especially if we are busy, full-time working, full-time moms, all of these things, we always usually put ourselves last. But it's not selfish to put yourself uh, first sometimes. And last week in my episode, Christine Hayden and I talked about it's not selfish. It can save your life. So you're important. You are worthy to put yourself first. Okay. So here's some of the things that Dr. Henry Klaus suggests that I'm going to share with you right now. It's okay to have some time to yourself and to give yourself a break if you are in a hurried, anxious way right now. It's okay to rest and honor your feelings. Don't negate how you feel, right? Just don't park there and live there. All right, challenge yourself to get out there a little bit, get involved, get out of the house, get out of the nest, get with some people that love and care for you. It's okay to assess your needs. It's okay to get away for a little while if you need to. Christmas is not what you're feeling right now. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe financially you can just... I'll go someplace tropical. I think that would be amazing. I'd love to be on a beach, to be honest. I'd love to be on a beach right now. It's okay. Volunteer or help someone in need because you know what? There's a joy in helping and giving to others. And when we become other-centered, we're not so self-focused and going through that, right? That downward spiral of thinking, oh, you know, my life, giving to other people really does elevate the way that we can feel about ourselves. Spend time with caring people who bring joy into your life. And I want to add, and this is so true, laughter is the best medicine, right? Oh, yes, it is. Laughter is a release. It's being with good friends and having a great laugh, watching something totally ridiculous and silly, whether it's a funny video reel on your smartphone or watching your favorite comedy movie. It's a laugh that you throw your head back, that makes your sides and your stomach hurt where you can't even catch your breath, that kind of laugh. That's the laugh I'm talking about. We all need that laugh. And when we are in the hard times and when we're grieving, man, that laugh is gold, pure gold. But you know what? Sometimes you have to be intentional. Sometimes you got to go out and look for that laugh. So go out there, call a friend, friends that easily make you laugh, watch that comedy, but go out and seek it. Go find ways that you can laugh. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, That's it for my four points. I hope that my research helped some of you tonight because it certainly did help me. It helped to empower me, to give me some resources 
to make me feel, you know what, it's okay. Last week was tough. It's a new week. It's a new week. It's a new day. I continue and every day is a new day to continue to step forward. So because it is Advent, I would like to now just turn to my Advent wreath and I want to light the candles. So we're going to do that right now. And yep, here we go. The lighting, the candles of the Advent. So we've had hope, we've had peace, and now we have the candle of joy. And I'm going to read to you right now from an Advent devotion. It's called A Global Advent, 25 Stories of Emmanuel, God with us around the world. And I'm just going to read it directly from my phone. Do you have a favorite Christmas album? Some songs hold special meaning for us and others give us wonder and feelings of worship. Music has a way of connecting like nothing else. Unless, of course, you're standing in a checkout listening to some pop ballad about falling snow or jingle bells for the 50th time, music can be a joy. You probably know many Christmas carols and other works of art where that were created by artists that were employed by the church. Silent Night, the Sistine Chapel have one thing in common. They were an offering to God meant to draw us into worship through an encounter with something beautiful rather than something merely useful. And that's what made it a gift. God's gifts create joy in us, joy in our communities, and flourishing in our world. These gifts can be our talents, our interests, our resources, and even opportunities. Without exception, these gifts grow when we give them away. For young McKinley living in Haiti, the opportunity to learn music at his local church was a gift. In a country that has bravely faced so much suffering with so few resources, a child like McKinley with a single mother and six siblings faced a very difficult future. The Compassion Center at the church provided McKinley with opportunities that he never dreamed was possible. As a busy and curious child, he thrived in theater, music, and tech training. Soon singing and guitar became his passion, and he developed his skills in audio engineering and recording. The training was helpful, but McKinley says the true gift was the support and the example of hard work that allowed him to succeed. It wasn't just an instrument that McKinley needed. McKinley flourished when the people of the Compassion Center of God saw his gift and he encouraged him in his gift. After winning 
a singing competitions in his region, he entered a national competition and earned recognition and equipment to continue his art. He now leads worship in his local church and is using his creative gifts and makes his living as a professional musician. So here is an opportunity for us to take an action point. All the things that I mentioned to you that Dr. Henry Cloud talked about, the self-care. But here's something else. Consider giving your gifts, your talents, because you have them. You have gifts, you have talents, you have abilities. And give them to people in your life. Give them to people in your community. Not only will it lift you up and elevate you, but it'll be a gift to that person by elevating and lifting them up as well. So ask yourself this. How can you encourage others with your presence to pursue your gifts with excellence? Maybe encouragement is a gift that you can give to somebody. This may be the best gift of all that you give to anybody who may be feeling low, who may be grieving. The gift of encouragement to give them joy. Those words really resonate with me as well. I just want to thank you so much for being with me today at this broadcast to talk about joy, joy through our, our suffering, joy that is possible by adopting gratitude and thankfulness through prayer, through worship, through transplanting all of the dark, cloudy uh, thoughts in our mind replacing them with biblical verses and affirmations, stepping out of ourselves during this time, going to friendships that are safe, that bring us joy, but then also going into the community to bring joy to others. Again, go to shaunaanthony.com. You can always uh, go and look at the episodes again. And also go and get yourself that beautiful journal gift that we'd love to give to you. Again, it's shaunaanthony.com forward slash gifts. Give it to yourself as a Christmas gift. Easy to download. And so all I have to say is, again, thank you so much for joining me tonight. For hopefully that I was able to inspire you a bit and give you encouragement that you too can experience joy no matter what you're going through. And I just want to say to you, take care of yourself this week. I look forward to seeing you again, same time, same place next Sunday. So I wish you for now, God bless. Take care. Bye for now. <laughs>